Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast and happy Tuesday that feels like a Monday, but it's not a Monday because it's a four-day work week thanks to Memorial Day. And then you remember it's a Tuesday and that it's a four-day work week even though you think it's a Monday and you have a smile on your face. <laughs> that was me today yeah. giving such Monday and then I remember it's Tuesday. I'm like, girl, we can do this. We can definitely do this. Like, I have faith in us. We're going to rise. We're going to grind. We're going to shine. Shine, shine like we always do and like do we look different to you guys like oh, at we all should we should because we we're especially me we're literally tiktok famous like i don't know if you guys were keeping up over the weekend but your girls went hella viral over a million views on one of our podcast clips so um if you're new here welcome if tiktok brought you here thank you i hope we don't let you down no we won't we won't we won't all weekend claudia was sending me the updates of like how viral we were going and the I was funny so comments excited. and then she was screenshotting comments so i could read them and just like the talkers love us no they were loving jackie of course like it's my page the <laughs> clip that's like i'm not even in um that's the one that goes viral it's fine like TikTok is fatphobic. It's totally fine. <laughs> um, whatever. I got the views. So, like, that's literally all that matters. You got the views. You got the views. You got the views. Yeah, you got the views. Everybody. <laughs> get on the talk. Dun, 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 dun. This could be the thing. To get you back on the talk? To get me back on the talk. One, we're posting such premium content. Two, there have been other Morning Toast pages that are posting clips from Toast Past. Well, what happened was, like, a, like maybe two weeks ago... Out of nowhere, like all these Morning Toast fan TikTok pages started. Two. There's three now, bitch, okay? Don't speak on things you don't know. Do not speak on things you don't know. Okay, you just made it seem like all, like All, 20. yeah, like a thousand. Um, and they started posting all these clips, and it's just like it was reminding me how funny we are. And these clips were going so viral, and I'm like, let me get in on that. Like, you know, I'm so desperate for TikTok fame. Right. Um, so out of my jealousy, we hired a new video editor, and we've been making premium content for reels. And, then, you know, that's just like the kids, like, if you want to grow these days, like, you got to be posting reels, you got to be posting TikToks. So we're, like, with the, with the kids, you know? No, I love it. And also, I love it because the other pages are posting our Old. history, you know, the archive clips, which we love to relive all the time. And we're posting clips from The Daily Show. So there's space for all of us. No, but like the toast is taking over TikTok. I just like, I want people. It's about damn time. A hundred percent. Every like, time we do something funny, people are like, you should make that a TikTok And we're just sound. like so we're lazy. Like, how do you do that? Yeah. But, but now, now we're doing it. Now we're doing it. We're doing so it. So feel free to like do it. Yeah. Maybe we need to do some shorter clips so that people can like memorize yeah, the dialogue. Let's do a clip right now. I could tell you about another children's book. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the one that went viral for those who maybe don't know. It was Jackie talking about the cat in the hat and the campers. And it was just really, like, iconic. Really iconic. Because everybody loves the cat in the hat. It's so true. I don't think there's one person out there who's like, what's that? A hat? Crazy, funky, junky cat. Heron slept. Heron's Trying to look, look like Kira Knightley. Knightley. We've been there. We've, We've done that. We see right, right through your funky hat. How was your weekend? My weekend was really nice, you know, very baby-oriented. I was just home with Harold, and it was lovely. Iconic. But I didn't do anything, you know, Memorial Day-esque. Mm -hmm. So I will throw the question back to you. Well, my weekend was great. I went to Brian's farm, um, which was just premium. He's been doing so much work on it. So the pool was ready. So many of, like, his main house has been totally renovated. So it's, it was just, like, so nice. And I like going there. It's, like, the perfect combo of, like, being relaxing, doing, like, classic, you know, we had a barbecue. We went out on the river, very, like, American Memorial Day things. And then we went out in Philly one night. So it was, like, a, the best of both worlds, you know? Yeah. Speaking of the best of both worlds, um, 
I just the whole time I was in Brian's farm, I kept referencing how like this his farm and his property looks so much like Crowley Corners, and nobody knew what I was talking about because it was These me. These people are sick. No, it was sick. It was like me, sick. Ben, and like three gay guys who had never seen. Ben's so, never seen it. A uh, Ben had seen it once, like years ago. So he kind of knew what I was talking about. But one night I was like, "You guys, we are going to watch this movie," and I was expecting. One thing about Brian is like you watch something with him, he will fall asleep. Like oh. even if it's something he wants to watch, he will fall asleep anytime, anywhere. It is so annoying. Like we're getting into something and all of a sudden this is what I hear. It's so annoying. So I'm like, I know that they are going to fall asleep before we get to the movie, but whatever. At least I'll get to enjoy it. When I tell you, couldn't get enough. So much so, they wanted to go back and watch the first ever episode of Hannah Montana to get like some more context. Now it's funny having, you know, Showing that movie to grown adults who, like, obviously... If you don't have the nostalgia attached to it, is it still that good? The, the, well, yes. They were, like, quaking. They, they could, The climb, like, it was dead silent. They wanted to listen to it afterwards on the boat. They were like, can you put that song on? They were obsessed. But it's really interesting how, like, we all watched that when we were... We all watched Hannah Montana movie when we were really young. And so I was showing the movie to 30-year-old men who couldn't get past the biggest plot hole in the film. They're like, so nobody recognizes her when she just puts a blonde wig on. Robbie Ray Stewart is a famous country singer, but they don't know who his daughter is, even though there's like Wikipedia. Like all the really glaringly obvious plot holes that we as kids like didn't really notice, they couldn't get over it. Like they it almost ruined it. Like Okay, I will say, yes, she puts on a wig, they don't know her. But there was something like she really did look very different with the wig and without the wig. Yes, if you stared at the fotch, you or maybe kids in class would be like, you sometimes look like Hannah Montana in this light. But like her voice. But Nobody thought she was, it wasn't that unbelievable. I just want to say like that wig was very distinguished, especially in the beginning when she went from just being Miley to like the long blonde mm-hmm. hair. In the Hannah Montana, the movie, it's like a shorter yeah. wig. And so it's no a bangs. little more similar. No, she has bangs still, but it's like not as wig-like. It's yeah. more of a normal haircut. Whereas I think that it works. It's different than Clark, Clark Kent and his sunglasses. Yeah, but like, okay, so She's hanging out with Lucas Till, like, for two weeks. They're getting to know each other so much. And then Hannah comes to town and has a conversation face-to-face with Lucas Till. And, like, he's not supposed to know. Yeah, no, he is a dumbass. <laughs> but, you know, some of the other more ancillary characters. Yeah. It's believable. Yeah, yeah. They're just not, like, we always say. They're not thinking about her. They're thinking about their, themselves. They're like, oh, my God, I just met Hannah Montana. Like, did I have shit in my teeth? Right. I guess Hannah Montana and her wig pales in comparison to Hilary Duff and her eye mask in another Cinderella story. Yeah. Or a Cinderella story, whichever one it was. All of them. All of them. That, that, that movie's like infuriating to watch. Yeah, Even no, though it's uh, so good. And by the way, they keep making it. There's a Cinderella yeah, story, another, another Cinderella story, one more Cinderella story. And each time it's like, she's just wearing No, a like a thing. Cinderella story, she wore an eye mask and she clearly had blonde hair and he's going around looking for her in all these different places, talking to brunettes and redheads. Like, are you blind? Or are you blind? <laughs> she could have been wearing a wig. True. But like height, for example. You know, there was just a million things. Like literally just her eyes were covered. Not even. Like you could still see her eyes, just her under eyes. It was so stupid. Yeah. Beyond. Beyond. Um, so I had a great weekend. Lots of fun in the sun, even though you would never know because I'm pale as a ghost. Speaking of pale, I broke my legs out today. Me too. For the first time since last summer because I was like pregnant. I didn't go on vacation. So I just like was covered up. And it's so hot in the city today. Horrible. I was like, I'll be a fool. The TikTokers will make fun of me if I'm wearing pants today. And I wanted to wear shorts, you know. You look cute. Embrace summer. My legs were so pale, so I like 
put on some Saint-Tropez, but it's the kind that's like gradual, like goes on clear. So it doesn't so help. So my tan develops <laughs> the over the course of the show. What I should have put on was KKW Beauty, yeah. but I just didn't have enough time yeah. to perfect it. My shoes were already on, so. Yeah, like the thing about having legs is that it's so much work. Like, And the bigger the leg, the more the surface more area. <laughs> yeah, of course, more hair to shave, uh-huh. more surface area to cover with spray tan, more like ingrown hair, more availability surface area for ingrown hairs. It's hard, but like having legs is literally so exhausting. Pale ones. Pale ones. Big pale ones. Big ones. Pale, pale ones. ones. Curly, curly ones. ones. Disgrace um, Queen. Make sure to watch it so you know what we're talking about, TikTokers. Oh, yeah. If you're new here at TikTokers, I... Oh, so let's... Should we introduce ourselves? Like... Totally. Okay. Because I, I actually have a feeling like there might be some new listeners. I'm dead serious. Because no, okay? some people said, I'm going to listen. Yes. They said it. Okay. So we're sisters. Like not sister, like sisters. Sisters. 100%, same parents. Same DNA. We've been doing this show for four years. It is our full-time jobs. We are content creators. I'm also a comedian. So I go out on tour. I have a comedy special. It's available for free on Amazon Prime. It's called Claudia Ashray, Disgraced Queen. Um, so that's what I do. Jackie just had a baby. I did just have a baby. Uh, we love doing the toast. We talk about pop culture but we really just talk about ourselves mm-hmm. but if something big happens like we'll let you know and we'll also talk about stuff that you don't really need to know on but Wednesdays we give advice a fun thing to drop at a dinner party you yeah. know we'll always give you things to, in which to start conversation um Jackie's older than me a lot of people think that I'm older because I'm fatter but I'm actually just older <laughs> uh, just younger and fat yeah um <laughs> so I'm 20 oh, how old am I don't I, give don't tell them yeah Better it's not they worth don't it know. I'm 19 we're both in our 20s that's all you need to know yeah Early 20s. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And we love each other. We love the toast. Um, We both have dogs that are King Charles Cavaliers. This is Bruno, but we call him Bryce, Bruce, Streisand, whatever. This is Theo. We call him Tiggs, Tiggity, Crunch, Crunch Master General. Thrice. 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 They're the Strice brothers. Together they're Brass and Strass and Brass and Strass and Brass and Strass and Brass and Strass and Um, You will hear us talk about our dogs as if they're human beings, so just don't be alarmed. But Jackie also does have... A human being son. Yes, exactly. And what else? We have two other sisters, oh, Olivia yes. and Margot. We also have a podcast network called Toast News Network. So if you like what you see here, we have tons of other podcasts. Mood with Lauren Elizabeth. If you guys know Lauren Elizabeth from YouTube and Instagram, and she's big on TikTok too. Um, she has a podcast with us. We have our little sister has a podcast called The Snatcher, where she talks about The Bachelor, but also just like regular life, single girl in New York City. And I'm so excited for this week's Snatcher because she couldn't have been more fabulous this weekend. I know, I can't Every wait to hear Every party that was into. happening, Snatcher was there. We also have Margaret Joseph's from The Real Housewives on our podcast network. Jackie hosts a book club podcast once a month called The Redhead, spelled R-E-A-D, heads. We are recording this month's episode actually today. The book this month was Run, Rose, Run by James Patterson and Dolly Parton. And I'm so proud to announce that we've broken the curse. It was good? It was so good. Good, good, good. It was so good. And I think everybody really liked it so far. I read a lot this weekend too. I didn't make a lot of headway because like I was busy like being social. But when I had a minute, I was getting really into Sally Hepworth's new book. It's really good. It's really good. Just finish it. So lengthy. I love her. Like, I love, love, love Sally. But, like, I need her books to be, like, 100 pages shorter. You need every book to be 100 pages shorter. I need every book. Oh, also, for the new TikTokers, I'm also 
a published author, a New York Times bestselling author. You can write about, I mean, you can read about my rise to comedy, getting canceled, in Girl With No Job, The Crazy Beautiful Life of an Instagram Thirst Monster. You can get it anywhere you get books. So audiobooks, eBooks, hardcover, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, all the places. Love it. And one other podcast that we do have is Girls Night with Alexis Waters from The Bachelor, who is effing funny. Yeah. And then also, if you're feeling thirsty while you're consuming all this content, check out Spritz Society. It's a delicious sparkling cocktail with real wine, real flavors, and real ingredients. And if you use code TOAST, you can get 10% off. That's our company. It's really good. It's really, really good. So we're just like, kind of like moguls, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Mogul energy. I literally like can't stop listing off our accolades. Ew. You know, do you know who I've, okay, you know who that, okay, I just realized who, like who I was doing. Okay. You know, I didn't even realize I've been obsessed with Hacks new season. Okay. And the assistant, like that was just her thing. I haven't watched the new season. How is it? It's so good. Except, oh my God, I did like the most embarrassing thing. So I was posting, I was on a plane and I posted like so excited about the new Hacks season and they responded to me like love, love, love. And I wrote back like a manifesto. I was like, oh my God, I love the show so much. But like, please like cut Ava's scenes. She's in it so- Oh my God, the social media manager doesn't do the cuts. She's in it so- I said, if the person reading this like has any editorial power, like you are putting too much of Ava and not enough of Deborah Vance. Like Deborah is the queen. Like there's so much Ava content and we're also getting um, like other character development. It's like, we don't need it. Like we just need Deborah Vance. Yeah. But absence makes the heart grow fonder. And maybe if you got 75% Deborah, you'd be like, hey, Deborah's maybe not all that she's cracked up to be. So they're on tour. So they're like all on a tour bus together for the season. Great. It's really good. Like I, I can't just, wait to watch. It's, so they're releasing two episodes every week. So I think there's like six now. Oh, I'll just wait till it's over. It is annoying. But that was the character. She's always like, should we like have a pina colada? Like that's always <laughs> what she's doing. So I didn't even realize like my mannerisms. That's the energy I was channeling. That's really funny. I guess we are moguls. No, it's like we're sitting here trying to list off all of our business ventures and like we can't stop. And I'm sure we've forgotten. For something. sure. Like we have merch. Oh, Patreon. Like merch. Patreon. We yes. are, like I said, moguls. Totally. So now I guess we should show you what we do. Right. So this is the show. So usually in the beginning we'll like Kiki catch up with each other live action role play about our dogs and then we'll get into the fast five so the fast five is five pop culture stories we pick every day also we do the show every weekday like most weekdays um weekdays where we feel like it and we'll do the top five pop culture stories of the day we'll make fun of celebrities we'll gag over the kardashians Depends on how we're feeling. Sometimes mm-hmm. we'll be like really negative. Sometimes we'll be really positive. It just depends on the day. But it does seem as though we're feeling positive today. It's a short week. We went viral. Everything's great except for our legs. <laughs> except for our legs. On Wednesdays, we do a segment called Dear Toaster. So if you want advice from two people, two moguls, <laughs> you can write into deartoasters at gmail.com and that'll be on tomorrow's show. On Mondays, we do a segment called Unburden Yourselves <laughs> where you can email us, unburdenyourselves at gmail.com and just like get something off your chest. Like, did you do something embarrassing over did the weekend? Did you DM the social media manager right. at Hacks and tell her you wanted more Deborah Van scenes? Did you accidentally like poop in someone's bed? Like whatever it is, write it to us and we will officially let that burden go for you. That's mm-hmm. what we do. We will carry the burden and then we will Let it go. It. It's a total safe space here. All yeah. are welcome. So I think we should show people how it's done. Okay, without further ado, it is time for the Fast Five Stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. And today's episode is brought to you by Credit Karma. Are you paying down old credit card debt? A personal loan could be your solution. Loans usually come with fixed monthly payments, making them a simple way to help pay off your credit cards. Plus, loans usually have lower interest rates than credit cards do, and Credit Karma can help you find the best option for you. So if you're planning ahead for a big expense, don't put those car repairs or medical bills on a high-interest credit card. Credit Karma can help you look for a low-interest personal loan 
loan that could save you money while you pay off your purchase. Credit Karma uses your credit data to find loan offers that are personalized to you, so you can have a better idea of what loan amount you can get approved for. Credit Karma will even show you your chances of approval so you can choose between loan offers that you're more likely to get and apply with more confidence. Comparing loan offers on Credit Karma is 100% free and it will not affect your credit score and it could be saving you money. So Credit Karma, apply with more confidence today. If you're ready to apply, head to creditkarma.com slash loan offers to see those personalized offers. That's creditkarma.com slash loan offers to find the loan for you. Go to creditkarma.com slash loan offers. Gorgeous. Thank you, Credit Karma. You're welcome. Credit Karma. Karma. Our first story, some romance news. Margaret Qualley confirms her engagement with Jack Antonoff with PDA picks. Quailing? Depends where you're from. It's official. Margaret Qualley, Qualley confirmed that she and Jack Antonoff are engaged by sharing sweet Instagram selfies on Tuesday. She captioned it, oh, I love him. The bride-to-be also kissed her fiance's cheek in the social media uploads final photo. Very, very cute. We have different feelings about this relationship. Yeah, I don't know. I'm like, so random. I feel like they're two peas in a pod, in a hipster pod. They're definitely like hipster energy, growing out their armpit hair, not wearing deodorant. (laughs) Like, yeah, I feel that for sure. Um, I don't know. I just feel like this is so random because Margaret Qualley is really on the up to become like one of the premier actresses like of our generation totally and I feel like a lot of you know being a celebrity is who you date and just like to close yourself off to all those opportunities by getting married I, like couldn't be me oh well that I get but you just th- happen to think that Jack Antonoff is not a suitable suitor whereas like I think he's one of the biggest producers of our you day know, I don't think I said that um I think like I, I just th- that's what you said before the show right like to be kept between us, you know? Right, what's wrong with that? No, I don't know. I just don't think, like... Because of Taylor, you don't want to smear anything that she does. Oh, God, you are, like, really, like, putting me on the spot right now. No, I just... I don't know. Tell I'm, the attackers how you feel. I'm not... I'm not, like, living for this. That's what okay. I'll say. And I would say that I am alive for this. For this. But you know that she dated Pete Davidson, who is the eligible bachelor. Mm-hmm. And how did you feel about that? When they were dating, I wasn't really familiar with her. Like, she kind of came up super sneaky, like, <laughs> random, you know? My first, literally, <laughs> my first, like, interaction with Margaret Qualley, where I first, like, heard her name, was during COVID when her, her sister, and her mom, like, were w- going for a walk in the park, and, like, the park was closed, and the paparazzi caught pictures of them, like, sneaking into a park. I'm like, oh, my God, Andy McDowell has two sickening daughters. Two sickening daughters. I'm obsessed with both daughters. Who's and the other one? Her name is Rainy. She goes by Rainsford, and she's a singer and actress, and actually, spoiler alert, she's who I'm going to cast as Annie Lee Keys in the Hollywood for treatment the for the redheads because she's an amazing singer, and she's a really good actress, and, I, and she's, like, Margaret Caliber. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So that was like my first. And then I watched Made. So I'm not like super familiar with Margaret Qualley, like her discography. She was also in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I didn't she, see it. Oh, so good. Why not I know. see it? It's just like I never, it never happened for me. It should happen for you. Like one night when you're at TPGs looking for something to watch. Yeah. No, I, it, it just, I'm not against it in any way, but the opportunity never presented itself. Okay. that We have to work on that. Also, like, I think we need to see Top Gun. We have a story about okay. it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to talk about it. Yeah. Must. Must. Anyways, I'm here for this. Congratulations to the happy couple. Not to be like a negative, like, doubter, non-believer. I don't see these two actually getting married. 
That's a trend too. Yeah. I don't hate that. No, in celebrity culture, like getting engaged doesn't like really mean getting married. So if that this is just that, then I'm here for it. Yeah, just an excuse to wear a ring and wife yourself up. And get press. But not sign anything. Right, not fork over, you know, half of your community property. Yeah, but they both have a lot of community property. Yeah, he probably has more. Yeah, but he's also older. Yeah. He's had such a bizarre dating oh, history. he's seven and he's 38. Wow, he's older than I thought he would be. Yeah, but he's been around for a while. And he's dated like the most, he like doesn't have a type. Like if you look at all the <laughs> women he's dated, like they couldn't look less different. Less, he, m more different. Well, Lena Dunham, Lord. I think Lord and Margaret look alike. Kind of. Yeah. Remember when Lord had really curly hair? Doesn't she still? No. Mm. I, that's how I remember her. Yeah, me too. I'll always remember her that way. Stunning. Are you ready for our next story, which is some more engagement news that I absolutely have to get your thoughts on? Oh, yeah. Former, oh, I really, like, did not want to come on here and be negative today, but you are testing me. You're keeping it light okay. and, like, you're keeping it positive, but former bachelorette Becca Kufrin has proposed to her boyfriend, Thomas Jacobs. Former bachelorette Becca Kufrin is engaged to Thomas Jacobs after less than a year of dating, and she proposed. She posted to Instagram on Sunday saying, in the ultimate plot twist, he said yes. We've been keeping the secret just between us and close family and friends for a while, but we're so excited to shout it for the rooftops. She called him her chauffeur for life and the one who makes my heart smile every single day. I wonder if she doesn't have her license either. <laughs> I can't wait to do it all with you, Tommy. Thanks for making me the happiest gal alive. I love you to the moon and back. And then he posted and said, ultimate uno reverse card and hmm. power move. You keeping me on my toes for a lifetime has a great ring to it. Okay, so before I say anything, I have a few just like precursors. I really like Becca Kufrin. Like yeah. I'm, I want her to be happy. I think she's a nice, great girl. I don't know. I stopped watching The Bachelor a long time ago, so I don't know the story with this guy. Bachelor in Paradise. Paradise. I don't know anything about him. Again, happy for her. And I am like a card-carrying feminist. Like I believe in equality for all. Like you will not catch me not empowering women, okay? No, we, we couldn't. Couldn't you, be You her. will never catch me not empowering women. With that said, <laughs> this could just never be me. And of course, everyone is on their own journey, but like it will never, and I, I am married for the new TikTokers. Like I've been married since I was like 14. Like, <laughs> no, I've been, I've so been, she's, for, she's for marriage. I'm for marriage. Um, and maybe this is just like me being like toxically traditional, but this will just never be me. This is not a thing I'm looking, like, you know, as women, we've made so much progress. I think we've made a little too much progress. <laughs> like, this is I, just, in my opinion, like, I think it crosses the line, honestly. Yeah, I'm with you. It's not for me. Uh, but again, like, I'm not going to judge anyone else's I'm not love journey. I'm just someone's saying, young. yes, but like, if you were to ask me, like, would you ever do this? Like, ha, no. <laughs> yeah. Okay, if I were to ask you, do you want to see more of this? The thing is, like, I just want other people to be happy, so I'm stuck between, like, being really negative, but also, like, wanting happiness for others. Yeah, and everyone's happiness looks different, but yes. again, it could never be you. Right, could never be me. No, wouldn't be me either. It's just, like, it's a choice, you know? Yeah, it's a choice. It's... Like, I think there's so many things that are wrong with, like, gender stereotypes, but the man proposing to the woman is it's, not one of no, those things. and there's that, a lot of things that I are right with the stereotypes. Right. Like, and there are a lot of things that I would hold true to. Right. Like, okay, I'm a woman, you're a man, like, you're carrying the suitcases. Put you're, my bag up in the yeah. overhead storage compartment. You are paying for dinner. Like, you yeah. are getting my door. You are driving me around. Like, yeah. there are certain things, like, 
I like about sometimes I do think you know maybe I was meant to be born like in the era where women didn't have to work because mm-hmm. um, don't get me wrong like I said love this job but like sitting at home all day it's not a bad life yeah, but then you're a stay-at-home mom, which is actually the hardest job in I the world. Completely I have agree. a whole new... No, I want to be like a stay-at-home wife. like <laughs> A housewife. Yeah. No, I, I do have a whole new outlook on gender roles since having a baby. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, it's like, it's literally unfair. Beyond. Right, so it's like, I have to carry the child, feed him from my breast, literally tear my body apart, like... You can get down on your knee. You buy the ring. Because she's not yeah. wearing a ring in these photos. He's wearing a band. Oh, so if a man propose, if a woman proposes, well, do, you, do you get a ring? He got a ring. And in the pictures, she's wearing a band, like a wedding band, and he's wearing a wedding band. So she probably bought, bought one both. for herself. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm really exclusively talking about um, hetero relationships, you know? Because I think in gay relationships, the person who proposes gets, buys two rings also. Right. So I'm just exclusively speaking on my experience. Of course. And I'm not really, I really don't want to yuck other people's yums. It's just like, it's not for me. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm reading down in the article. This is her third engagement. You gotta switch it up. Oh, right, because she was engaged to Ari. Right. That, like, shouldn't count for That her. should not count. I thought she fair. had, like, an engagement before the show. No, Garrett, that Ari. That does not count. But I guess if I'm her, and this is my person, and I've been engaged three times, I want to do something different this time. Yeah, and switch it up. And this is the difference. Yeah, no, I... I, I can put myself in that headspace. I, I can get behind it, and I, 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 support, I support her. It's just not something I would personally ever do, and it's, like, one of these new, you know progressive trends that I'm just personally not on board with. I really haven't seen much of it, so... No, it's totally a thing, like... I don't know anyone else. Me, no, me neither, but I, like, see it on TikTok. Oh, of Hey, course. TikTokers. Hey, guys. And if you Having guys want to do it... <laughs> still here? Great. <laughs> Are you ready for our next story? Or did we turn you off with our toxic gender stereotypes? With our toxic traditionality. Traditionality. Are you ready for our next story? Um, some big movie news. Is it the big movie news that's uh, brought to you by Purple? Yes, it is, because you'll be sleeping good after you watch this movie. There are all these gimmicks that promise a great night's sleep, but I don't care what kind of toppers they are or how heavy the blanket might be, it's lipstick on a pig. Because if you're sleeping on a terrible mattress, your sleep will be terrible. And it's that simple. And that's why we recommend sleeping on a purple mattress. That's because only purple mattresses have the gel flex grid. Unlike memory foam, which remembers everything thanks to the gel flex grid, purple mattresses bounce back as you move and you shift. You'll never have that I'm stuck feeling people get with memory foam. So with the uh, purple mattress, a lot of you guys know I have a beloved pillow on my bed called the Smelly Pillow, and it is from purple. It is the gel flex material, and it is amazing. And a whole mattress made out of that is literal heaven. Heaven. Just want to let you guys know the pillow didn't come smelly. That was yeah, no, a that's Claudia special. No slight to purple. They have clean, beautiful smelling pillows. I'm a disgusting beast who made it smelly. <laughs> Try your purple mattress risk-free with free shipping and returns, and financing is available as well. Getting a great night's sleep starts with having a great mattress. Get a purple mattress when you go to purple.com slash TMT and use code TMT. That's TMT as in the morning toast. For a limited time, you can get 10% off any order of $200 or more. That's purple.com slash TMT, code TMT, for 10% off any order of $200 or more. Purple.com slash TMT, promo code TMT, terms apply. Gorgeous. Our next story, top 
Tom Cruise scores first $100 million opening with Top Gun Maverick. The 59-year-old superstar just got his first $100 million opening weekend with Top Gun Maverick. In its first three days in North American theaters, the Long in the Works sequel earned an estimated $124 million in ticket sales, Paramount Pictures said on Sunday, and including international showings, its worldwide total is $248 million. It's a supersonic start for a film that still has the wide-open skies of Memorial Day itself to rake in even more cash so this was on Sunday so I think Tom Cruise should be thanking Miles Teller like profusely I think you should be thanking Kelly Sperry because the content she is posting on Instagram I'm gonna go see this movie and I've not even seen Cop Gun 1 okay so the kids on TikTok are absolutely quaking like they all saw Top Gun over the weekend like because their you know friends wanted to see like cool planes and they all like this younger generation has discovered Miles Teller Oh, I'm happy for them. And you guys they, are in for a treat. They are beyond quaking. So now, like, a lot of the older people on TikTok are recommending, like, Whiplash, um, Project X. Like, a lot of his early work when he was, like, you know, Footloose. Footloose. Yeah. Remember when I made you watch that recently? Unbelievable And that film. scene where the kids are teaching him how to dance? It just doesn't get, like, better cinema than it that. It doesn't. And so there's a lot, been a lot of Miles Teller discourse, Miles Teller, like, thirsting on TikTok and Kelly Sperry entered the conversation and made a TikTok of like her and Miles just like being cute. You know, they go to the Maldives a lot. So it was a lot of like cute. It was like a montage to this love, the Taylor's version. Oh my God, I'm quaking. And I also saw she posted like a video montage of their time in Cannes and like the Top Gun promotion. And yeah. now you're saying that's in response to the fanfare. So I think she just needed to like stake her claim because like all these young kids are like, oh my God, Miles Teller, Miles Teller. And you know, their relationship is super private. So a lot of people might not even know that upon initial married. discovery that he's married. So she just had to set the kids straight. She set the record straight. Her video got like millions of views. Wait, wait until the, they discover that she's in the Taylor Swift music video with him. Have they figured it out yet? I don't know. <laughs> but they're not ready. They're not no, ready. One step at a time, talkers. Maybe we'll be the ones since so many TikTokers are watching right, right. now. They'll learn from us. Follow us. Uh, follow her. Actually, you can follow me on Instagram at Jackie Ashray. Really, really premium stuff. Real. So here's who else is in the movie. Miles Teller, obviously. Uh -huh. Glenn Powell, who I love. Do you? As an oh my god, as an actor, I love him. Interesting. Yeah, because he's from. He's in all my favorite things like Scream Queens. Yeah. Hidden Figures. Mm -hmm. John Glenn. Hidden Figures. Yeah. Oh, I can't swoon. Yeah. And some, like everything he's in, I just love. Mm -hmm. John Hamm, love. Yes. Love. Sexy men in this movie. Jennifer Connelly. Yes, I saw that she was in Cannes. I'm like, that is so random. I totally forgot about Jennifer Connelly. And then two people, Ed Harris. Is he the guy from uh, Hangover? He's from, he's very familiar, but how do we know him? Is he from The Hangover? I'm going to find out. Show me a picture. He's a very familiar foch. You're going to say, I don't know him. No, I've never seen that man before. No, I'm going to find out who he is. Hold on. And Val Kilmer. Oh, Ed Helms, I think is the guy from, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. from The Hangover. Val Kilmer. And who's that? Throwback. He's like the OG uh, Batman or something. Val Kilmer. Yeah, or like Bond, one of those. It's like an iconic role. Okay, one second. Sorry, TikTok. It's in an episode of Friends. We usually have these things on the tip of our tongue. Actually, we spend a lot of time on, on IMDb. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't know. Well, you guys will let yeah, us Yeah, I'm know. like almost 100% sure Val Kilmer is like the OG Batman. Very, very cool. Yeah. So it's a star-studded thing. I don't feel like people have really given a shit about Top Gun in years. So it's nice that the franchise is making um, a return. I do have like hate in my heart for Tom Cruise. I, I oscillate. 
he just like fi- like finances all of Scientology. So it's like this movie doing well, you know? Yeah, it's like another check for Scientology. I know. Yeah, but pe- why do people love him so much? Do they? Yeah, this is because of Tom Cruise, really. That I mean, of course, for us, it's like Miles Teller and like the younger gen, and also Top Gun is so iconic. But like, he's a major movie star, and like people show up for him. That's so weird to me because like I don't claim Tom Cruise as like a celebrity, you know? Yeah. But, like, he's... Maybe it's just, like, a generational thing. Like, people who grew up with Tom Cruise. And, like, they, they grew can't up, quit him. They grew up watching the movies. It's like, oh, another one. Why wouldn't I see it? It's Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. They can't quit him. That's but this it. is also just big movie news because everything since COVID has pretty much been a flop. Yeah. Even the things that you would think would not flop have underperformed. No, it's big for the theaters. Yeah. So that's really shocking that this is the one. You know, it wasn't West Side Story. Mm-hmm. That wasn't going to be the thing that was going to get people out. Even Downton, I was saw on the news that like the fans of Downton are people of a certain age and they're not going to the theaters. Thus, it has impacted I do, its box, box I, office. I do think it was a mistake of Downton to release the film exclusively in theaters. Like so many movie studios are getting more creative, like releasing it on iTunes also. So you could like spend a premium like how Disney did Mulan, like you had to buy it. I just think like they could have been more creative because you're right. Like, first of all, people are going to the theaters less and less. And the people who watch Downton like are older. Yeah. Yes. And also like we have all been cooped up for two years at home watching TV. You finally get out of the house. I don't think you're going to go watch a movie. No, it's true. It feels unnatural. Yeah. Like we've been doing this at home. We can yeah. keep doing it at home. Yeah. I haven't seen Downton. No, me neither. And it's and like. I'm dying to. And I imagine they're going to do some sort of like on demand something and I'm just gonna wait me too even though it looks mad good and I I've know. heard such good things really yeah, I want to see it so bad and for some reason I've heard like something big happens oh no like you know nothing really happened in the first one right it was just cuteness maybe we just need to spend a day at the theater and like see all these movies I know but one time that was my dream to do a double header and I did it I saw Greatest Showman for the fourth time in theaters and then Molly's Game right after I was with you no or actually I think it was the opposite and I didn't have enough time to process the first movie. No, it's I, a lot. Could, it's, it sounds better than it is. Yeah. A day at the movies, like, actually sounds amazing. Seeing movie after movie. But you need time to let it ruminate. Mm-hmm. So, to really process your feelings. It wasn't for me. No, I, I hear that. Are you ready for our next story? Speaking of more movie news. Yeah. You told me about this. Fans are accusing <gasps> Oh, Austin and this is another movie I want to say. Fans are... We'll add it to the, the triple list. header day, but that's never going to happen. Fans accuse Austin Butler of changing his voice to sound more like Elvis after filming biopic. So... Claudia told me that, you know, there's been a lot of fanfare for Austin Butler. Obviously, the Elvis movie looks so good. Claudia's the source for this story because this article is just, Let me tell you. has too much detail. But she said the kids are turning on Austin Butler. Like, the, the discourse around Austin Butler shifted really quickly because people, like, does. people discovered Austin Butler, like, were quaking, quaking, quaking. And he was just in Cannes. And Elvis did, like, a huge thing in Cannes. They obviously had the premiere. They did a huge party. They've been, like, really spending a lot of money on this movie and the promotion. So that means we got a lot of um, red carpet moments with Austin. He did like a bunch of like GQ. We've gotten a lot of Austin content and a lot of people are like, wait, why are you talking like that? Like he's literally like going in and out of like an accent. And so now it's come out. So he did method acting for Elvis. He pretended he was Elvis for like three years. Um, And now he is like, I guess, having a difficult time getting out of that headspace. And it's just like, as handsome as he is, like, I've been watching a lot of his interviews, and, like, it's giving cringe. 
This is something I really can't relate to. Like, I can't relate to, you know, method acting for two years and then not being able to come back to who you are and, like, still acting role-playing as Elvis. Yeah. I guess I LARP all the time. Maybe it's the same thing. Yeah. But I'm I not think, LARPing as someone other than myself. I think method acting is insane. And it puts so much pressure because if Austin Butler is, like, not great in this movie, like, it'll be so awkward. No, and it's like, you gave it everything. There was nothing you held back. Maybe... Maybe acting's not for you. He did get a 12-minute standing ovation in Cannes, but I feel like we hear that all the time. Yeah, maybe they just like to stand. Yeah. Maybe they like, they needed a good stretch. Yeah. I think it will be good, but we should see it. Yeah, that's definitely something I do want to see. One, because Austin Butler. And two, because they've been doing a really good job at like marketing it. Yeah. Especially on social media. Like For a movie, I think it's like the most content I've seen come out of a movie in a really long time. Like, it's giving 2008, you know? Interesting. I haven't seen any, but I'm not on, like... Yeah, no, Elvis, the film is all over TikTok. Like, they flew out these TikTokers. Oh, right, you told us. It was, it's like, they had a big party. It's been, like, a big affair. Okay, very cool. It's crazy that all these movies are coming out at this time of year. Usually, summer is not movie season. Yeah. Usually, like, this is giving Christmas. Yeah, or, like, Mm pre-Oscar buzz. So yeah, Downton, Elvis, and Top Gun. Like, I really need to get to the theater. Yeah. Or they need to put them on the streamers. Yeah. And that would purchase the price of a movie ticket. Or, you know, if I'm watching with others, several movie tickets. Yeah, I guess that's a thing. Like, you probably don't make as much money on demand. No, but like, if you want to sell it for $50, then I'll get four people with me. Yeah. And we'll watch. Yeah, no, I just, um, I I can't do it. Like, I can't get to the theater. No, no, no. I can't do it. Are you ready for our fifth and final story? Another Claudia explains it all. Oh, yes. TikTok drama. Mama drama. So you're telling me it's the final story? Yes, it is. It's the final story. It's the final story. We have moguls. We have so many. Business. Then Thank you, my friend. Okay. Fifth and final story, mom talk drama. Please explain it to us lay people. So the internet really, like, turned itself upside down over the weekend. Okay. Because there was this group of TikTokers who, like, had a following, but, like, nobody really cared. Like, they were just, like, they were these really cute, young, pretty moms from Utah, Mormon. They had all these husbands, and they were all just, like, really handsome. They used to, like, do dances together. The one who I think was, like, the biggest in terms of platform and also, like, the only person whose content I had seen before this whole thing blew up was this girl named Taylor. And I knew her because she has hair down to her ankles, and she washes it literally once a month, and she washes it in a bathtub, and, like, her hair washing method is so crazy. Like, she doesn't get in the tub. She leans over the tub, puts her dirty hair that she doesn't wash in the water, rubs shampoo in it, leaves the dirty water in the, in the tub, rubs shampoo all over her hair, and she doesn't even get, like, the back of her neck. So she gets, like, half her hair covered in shampoo, dips the hair back into the dirty water, and does, does the same thing with conditioner. So, like, that was really what I knew her about. Like, not the fact I didn't care that she was Mormon. I didn't care, like, about anything else. So over the weekend, no, like, last, at the end of last week, pe- things started to happen. Like, people started unfollowing each other, and people were quaking. And this girl, Taylor, went on live and basically, like, told everyone she's getting divorced. And why she's getting divorced is because a recent stream of, like, toxic things had happened. 
So her and her group of Mormon couples had decided to start soft swinging, which I think is the difference between soft swinging and swinging is like your partner has to be present if you're going to be with someone else. So it's like not like totally like 100% swinging, but they all started like fucking around. And this girl Taylor like started connecting with one of the other girl's husbands and had like an extramarital affair in the sense that they used to like mess around when no one was around when they weren't swinging and therefore was taking it too far. They were also drinking a lot, which was like very against their Mormon beliefs. And it got to a place that was, you know, just so bad. And she was like seeing this other guy that her and her husband decided to get divorced. And she blew it all up, but she wouldn't say what other content creators were involved. So now it's just left the internet speculating about all these people's marriages, which is like kind of fucked up. Like what you do in your private life is like really none of our business. But now all these other people have banded together to like offer some sort of like rebuttal, which is basically that like this girl Taylor was having an affair anyways. And like she made up this whole story to like implicate everyone instead of just like admitting that she just had an affair on her husband. But were they soft swinging? We don't know. The thing is now it's just like he said, she said. Yeah. It's like maybe they were soft swinging, but that's irrelevant to the story. And you just had to like blow up everyone's spot because you, your own was blown up. Right. Like they were all having fun, like being crazy, drinking and swinging, which is not a crime. Um, and you had to like blow it all up because you took it too far. Right. I don't know. I, I'm like not on the OG girl side. It's, I mean, I know very little, but from what I know, it sounds like people are not on the OG girl side. They see through what she was trying to do. I don't know. I don't know. And that she was acting nefariously and also that she was kind of the ringleader of the group, sort of. Like, she was the most popular on social media, at least. And maybe in the TikTok videos, like, she's always in the front, which... Yes. That says everything you need 100%. to know. You know, like, the ringleader is not in the back. 100%. And that I'm just, you know, from my POV, like, if she was the ringleader, like, I could see if she was the one who got them into swinging. Yeah, for sure. But also, this clip of her doing an interview recently, like, has resurfaced. Um, because she said that she um, had interviewed for The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, but they said like her life wasn't dramatic or controversial enough. So maybe this is her way of... Becoming dramatic and controversial. Right, which is like, to take all of your friends down with you, like, that's fucked up. Yeah. I don't know, like, it just left a bad taste in my mouth, because even if everything she's saying is completely true, like, what everyone chooses to do in their personal lives is really not fodder for the internet, you know? Even yeah, though you're all it, friends from the internet. And like... She had an affair. She made a mistake. Instead of just saying, like, I had an affair, I made a mistake. It's like, well, we were all doing this, and I just took it a little too far. That's, like, not being accountable. No, that's so true. It's making excuses. Yeah. And putting other people in harm's way. I know. And on the internet, And too. other people with kids. Like, I don't know. It's just... Like, they didn't take it too far. This is not their problem. Yeah. And now everyone's just left speculating, like, which other couples are Swinging. involved. Because, in she, like, she... She made it a point to say like who wasn't in, like who wasn't involved. Thus, like leaving she's the a shit starter. Yeah, leaving the potential candidates like fairly obvious. Yeah, I don't like that either. Tell us or don't tell us. Yeah, I don't know. I really didn't like this girl's content before because I was like, just get in the shower. Like the bathtub washing her hair like really stuck with me. Um, and now I'm just like, you made your life a mess and you're taking everyone down with you. And like, I don't think that's cool. No, but in being taken down, they're also all being uplifted yes. because this stuff is everywhere. I didn't know any of these people. Mm -hmm. And now I'm sure they are too going viral, such as us. You know who we need on the show to kind of debrief it with us? Rachel Parcell. Yeah, because she's kind of the eyes and ears of the Mormon Utah content creator community. 100%. And I feel like I would really like to hear her take. Maybe we'll have her call in. Yeah, 
we should just add it to like a master list of questions for Rach. We actually need to start a Google Doc of things we need to ask Rach Parcell when the day comes that she will be on the show. And I'm telling you, that day is coming. The last time she was here, she literally DM me like, let's podcast. And then she got busy and like never answered me. But like, it's on her radar. It's on her radar. And it has to be in studio because we need the power of, of Rach. Rach. No. Zoom could or, never. Or we fly to her and record in her home. Like, An excuse to go to Utah? Sign me up. And excuse to take pictures of the inside of her house so I can one day buy my own house and literally copy it. Literally. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Everything leads back to Rach. Yeah, it's so true. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Mom Talk is, like, blowing up. It's really not that... Um, well, I think people are, you know, scandalized, interested in the fact that these people are swinging. Yeah. And that's that not something you see every day. And that they're Mormon, which, like, you definitely don't see swinging every day, but you definitely don't see it in the Mormon community. Well, there was that, like, swinging thing on Real Housewives with Whitney. Remember Lisa yes. Barlow accused her of swinging? Maybe it is popular in the Mormon community because no disrespect to Mormons, but, like, a lot of Mormon culture, like, seems boring. Like, you no, can't drink. And they're livening it up. Yeah, and you know what? Like, do what you I do. I do think that there's some, you know, swinging in Utah yeah. happening out more than perhaps elsewhere. Or maybe more people swing and you just don't know. Well, so Because you're not supposed to know because it's people's private business. Then swinger culture, like, has been, you know, been now been discussed on TikTok. So, like, you know, the official symbol of swinging is the pineapple. No, I didn't know that. It's the upside-down pineapple. So, like, if you're in the grocery store in, like, your local town and somebody in their cart has a pineapple upside-down, it's, like, a signal to other couples, like, that we do this. <gasps> if you, like, in your front yard, you might have, like, a pineapple sign. No. Like, it's a sneaky way of, like, sending a signal, which is, like, nice. They have, like, that signal. But now we're, like, blowing it up, so it's not really a secret thing anymore because they need to come up with a new signal. This is so fascinating. What does swinging remind you of? Um... Our childhood. <laughs> no, for me, it's that episode of the OC with the watches. With the watches, yeah. and they go to the swingers party, and like they put the watches in a bowl. Yeah, but now it's reminding me. I feel like I just watched a show about Sex Life. Remember, they went to a swingers party. Got it. And I never things went that. awfully. You never watched it. No. Things went sideways immediately. I imagine that they can. It's a precarious situation. I don't know. I don't think I could be into swinging You're for too like a multitude jealous. of reasons. Well, yeah, like. I would have to follow Ben around the party, and that would be no fun for him. Well, that would be soft swinging then. Yeah, and like, I don't know, other people like, are just like. They don't do it for you? No, like, nobody like takes showers anymore, you know? Yeah. Mm, I guess. No, I don't like, know. people on TikTok are like, normalized never showering for two weeks. I'm like, don't get, don't get me wrong, I, I hate showering. Like, I will do it as little as possible, but like, I still do it multiple times a week, you know? Yeah. No, I'm not familiar with this trend. No, like this, literally this girl went viral. She was like, did you know you literally don't have to put soap on your arms or legs? I mean, putting soap on this, you know, the top of your thigh, what's there? I mean, today I had my thighs out, but generally. There's there. No, but if you're wearing pants all day, why do you need to lather the top of your, th your kneecap? I don't know if you're just in the shower, like you might as well do it all. Right, might as well, but really you don't have to is what she's saying. Yeah, it was just like. Like, a lot, you know? Like, let's yeah. just all shower, you know? Yeah. That's, just like, a private thought you can have in the shower. Like, hey, my kneecap didn't touch anything today. Yeah, no, it's no. fine. Let the suds just wash down on it. I don't need to, like, actively go seek out a kneecap scrubbing. And I also don't need to make a TikTok letting you know that, that you don't I'm have not to. washing my arms. Like, don't put your arm around me if you're, like, not putting soap on your arm, you know? Yeah. And I feel like before COVID, I was, like, really, like, not concerned with germs, like, at all. Like, I was, like, a dirty girl. Like, I used to get into my bed. Too dirty to clean her act up. <laughs> 
I used to get into my bed like in my clothes. In your street clothes. And Don't I used to do it. I used to like get home from work and like eat something without washing my hands. And I feel like I've really grown in the last two years. Well, that's a very positive outcome. Yeah, like the one positive thing to come out of COVID. Yeah. Great. Well, that's great. That and like 40 pounds. Don't get me started. Um, should we talk about the Kardashians? It was on on Thursday, but obviously we didn't have a chance to recap it. We should talk about it. And any other TV that you watched this week? I, that was the only thing that I watched. I was reading all weekend. I watched RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars. It's so good. So they're doing an... I'll get into it in the TV recap yeah. segment, which is brought to you by FrameBridge. FrameBridge makes it easier and more affordable than ever to frame your favorite things without ever leaving the house. From art prints and diplomas to the photos sitting on your phone, you can FrameBridge just about anything. With Father's Day around the corner, FrameBridge also makes the perfect gift. In fact, they um, have select gifts that shipping that are shipping the next day. Go to FrameBridge.com and upload your photo, or they'll send you packaging to safely mail in a physical piece. Preview your item online in dozens of frame styles and gallery wall layouts. Choose your favorite or get free recommendations from their talented designers. The experts at FrameBridge will custom frame your item and deliver your finished piece directly to your door, ready to hang. Instead of the hundreds you'd pay at the framing store, their prices start at $39 and all shipping is free. Plus, my listeners will get 15% off their first order at FrameBridge.com when they use code TOAST. Order online at FrameBridge.com or you can stop by one of their stores to work with a designer in person in New York, D.C., Atlanta, Philly, Boston, or Chicago. Get started today, frame your photos, or send someone the perfect gift. Go to FrameBridge.com and use the promo code TOAST to save an additional 15% off your order. Just go to FrameBridge.com, promo code TOAST, FrameBridge.com, promo code TOAST. So it's just really nice to like not have to spend hundreds at a framing store. FrameBridge is, FrameBridge is so fast, so easy, and it's a really nice way to make your house a home. Going to the framers is actually like a really toxic experience. It's archaic. And FrameBridge has just totally modernized it. I have some gorgeous FrameBridged items in my house, obviously pieces of art when I need a frame, but I've also found myself to be a piece of art, and I framed some photos of myself, and it's pretty cool. Like, ever take an artsy pic, and you're like, am I Slim Aaron's? Frame it. Normalize. Frame it. Normalize taking photos of yourself and framing them. 100%. Normalize treating photos of yourself like works of art. Because they are. Okay, so really quickly, I just want to talk about RuPaul's... Um, um, all-star so the first episode Cameron Diaz was a judge and she was just being like everything was like, she being bad teacher no she was being like good teacher all-american sweetheart girl next door like the girl we love you know that's who she is so this is the first time they do basically two seasons a year where it's like the regular drag race and then they do all-stars which is like people who made it in the last couple of seasons to like top four or five so it's really it's a strong competition but this time for all-stars they did all previous winners so it's like there's not a bad queen in the bunch so honestly I don't really know who could win but I kind of just want to predict so that in a couple weeks I can come back and see if I was like totally off um I do think Shea Coulee like is that girl um and I do think that like try as we may like she probably will win but honorable mention to Jinx Monsoon Okay. I know that means nothing to you. I just wanted to put it out. No, but you know at the end of the, like in a few weeks when it's done, I'll remember who you said. Yeah, and I won't. Right. So I need you to listen. Yeah. No, I remember the names. I thought you were going to say Gottmik again. No, Gottmik is not on um, this season. And what's Rosé? Oh my God. Wow, you really do remember. Rosé like, I don't know. I never really heard much about Rosé after the finale, but I'm sure she like, is they all do so well. Like, the show is so big. Like, I cannot believe how many people watch it. Like, they all do podcasts. They do web shows. They do tours. Like, and they make a lot of money. Like, a lot of the queens, there's a couple queens who are, like, in my opinion, the most famous. Like, Simone from two seasons ago, like, she was at the Met Gala, you know? Mm -hmm. I'm sure, like, I know you, know you don't know who I'm talking about, but if you saw a picture of her, you'd be like, oh, my God, I've seen her. Like, she goes yeah. everywhere. Um, 
Katya and Trixie Mattel, they have a podcast. I always see them on the charts. When I go on tour, they're like always playing at the same theaters as me. Like they, they kill it. They're always in the charts. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like crazy. I like, it's like the bachelor now. Like you literally get a full blown career afterwards. Mm -hmm. Not even just doing drag shows, like other stuff. Yes. Also, before we get into Kardashians recap, I feel like there's been a few comedy specials that have come out that I've been meaning to talk about Mm -hmm. because, um, speaking of podcasters, there's that special that I told you to watch, Christina. I know. I didn't watch it yet. Called Mom Jeans. And it was so good. And especially like as a new mom, it's all about motherhood and it's fucking hysterical. Mm-hmm. It's all about like parenting now versus like in the 80s. And I didn't realize Christina P is a comedian and she's also a podcaster and she has a podcast with, with her, her husband, husband, Tom Segura. Mm-hmm. And Segura. I was like loving it. And I always see them on the podcast charts and now I know who they are. Familiarizing yourself with our fellow competitors. So good. Then I watched Krista Stefano's Special Weshi. I watched it too. I thought it was great. It was. And it was short, which I liked. Me too. Because all of these specials that I've been watching and liking, like Ricky Gervais and also Christina P, I like them, but I never finish them. <laughs> no, same. Okay, so like, I feel like your special really has to be under an hour. And if it's going to be over an hour, you have to be making like a grand, like Dave Chappelle could go on for however long he wants. Because he's always making like a, a statement that from start to finish, you have to keep up in order to like digest what his lesson was you yeah, know yeah but for the most part I agree like 45 to an hour let's let's keep it there yeah like leave me wanting more I mean maybe I'll come back to it but I just didn't have the time and I also feel like a lot of specials are coming out now because it's like the Netflix is a joke thing yeah remember we like did a story about how mm-hmm. they're programming it so it's like the beginning of June there's gonna be even more specials but I just feel like Netflix is having a specials moment yeah I watched Ricky Gervais honestly I didn't like it but you didn't or you no did? I did not but he even said in the beginning he's like you know, you don't have to... He literally said comedy is more personal than food. Like, Which it is. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just thought, like, it was... You know, he was being, like, crazy controversial. And if you're going to do that, like, you have to be, like, really funny. And I don't know. I just, like... It, it wasn't landing for me. Oh, okay. I enjoyed it. It was, the like... The parts that I watched. Yeah. I, I didn't like it. Um, and then, did you see they... Uh, just announced you know norm mcdonald from snl who passed away he had like been secretly ill i guess while he like knew his time was almost up he recorded a special from his house um and it's going to be on netflix i think maybe it's up now but relatively soon i saw the trailer for it it's like deeply profound it's like funny and also like final words it's actually like it's crazy yeah Oh, I'll watch that. Yeah. Um, so you're right. Like, Netflix is just, like, keeping comedy, like, in business. No, they're just, you know, they. Ha- I feel like sometimes they have a lot of reality shows everyone's talking about. Like, right now, they're having a, spe- a special on specials. Yeah. And it's really enjoyable. And it's also, like, a fun... Th- it's kind of like po- podcasting to watch. Yeah. And then I watched some of Chris Stefano on Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. But only, like, the first 45 minutes because it was kind of intense. I didn't know that much about Chris Stefano and, like, his backstory. He talks a lot about, like, his experience with 9-11. Oh. And it was just, like, a lot. So I, I'll probably watch more, but I needed to break it up. I really like Chris Stefano. Yeah. Um, I always, like, download his podcast, listen and to on the like plane. And he's, like, a digital girly like us. He has yeah. his Patreon. Yeah. And he started, like, do you remember where you first... Sky Code. I of course. love that I show. I saw him at Caroline's. Yes, I was there, Rich. Oh, right. We went. With Carly Aquilina. Right, they used to date. I know. And we, like, love them so much. And we went and saw them. No, you know what? Girl Code and Guy Code was, like, an iconic flash in the pan. Like, yeah. And when you think about how many people came. Aquafina. Nicole Byer. Nicole Byer. Carly Aquilino. Chris Stefano. More on. Oh, Andrew Schultz. Yep. Charlemagne. They didn't, Charlemagne. Come, they didn't come from it, but they were on it. No, and for me, like, that was my first... Introduction to, to a lot of people. Ev- to yeah. most of them. Mm-hmm. 
Nicole Byer, I forgot. Melanie, um, I think she's like big on Instagram now. I need to find her, but it's another person who you know. No, it's crazy. Like that was really like, the breeding ground for like a lot of young comics, mm-hmm. and it was such a good show. Yeah, I never watched Guy Code, but Girl Code. Yeah, you could relate. Totally. Um, okay, so Kardashians on Hulu, new episode. Um, what happened? I don't even remember. Oh, I watched it recently, so I can share. Oh, the Card- Courtney and Travis's cleanse. Courtney and Travis's cleanse. I'm just like. That's fine that that's what they want to do. Obviously, not for me. Would never could not could catch never. me. But it's really surprising that they're taking us with them because like they look so silly. Like Travis with the thing on his head. Like and he's like such an esteemed drummer. I and that's know. how little they care. Yeah, they're like we don't care what we look like. This is like genuinely who we are and what we love to do. And even though they'll probably be like made fun of and turned into memes, mm-hmm. like they don't give a shit. And I appreciate Respect. that. Yeah. Um. Did you notice anything about their guru? No, should I know her? Um, I might be related to her. her name was literally Martina Soffer. Spelled the <laughs> spelled that. the exact same way. I did see that. Is that crazy? Yeah, you should talk to Ben. Did you ask him? I, I meant to. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was like what I was fixating on the entire episode. That's Chloe's so new house is so nice. So gorgeous. Chloe's home taste, even though all the girls have gorgeous houses, yes. I would live in any of them. You know, you I couldn't say a bad word about any of them, but if I had to pick someone whose taste was most akin to mine, it is Chloe. Jackie, when I was watching her home tour, I'm like, I want to remind myself to say on the toast that if I could live in any one of their houses, it would be Chloe as well. Because her priority is comfort. Like, you can see everything. It's not like harsh lines. It's just plush, the lighting. It's like moody. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. And it's fun and it's food. You know, she has the theater that's the whole screen. She has the pantry. Like, she just knows how to live. Mm-hmm. And they all do. And I couldn't say a bad word, mm-hmm. but her taste is just gorgeous and really feminine. I agree. Whereas, you know, Kim's always doing like newfound Yeah, which is cool in like five years. But this is just, she's very traditional, Chloe. In her yeah, taste. I love it. That house is so love, nice. Love, and living love. next to her mom is like so nice. So nice. I love it for both of them. What else happened? Kim Kylie and, and her archive. Wow, that was 30,000 pieces and her style midlife crisis. That was, like, giving me anxiety. Like, so much clothing. Like, it's just crazy how Kim, like, always knew she was going to be that bitch. Because she started archiving shit, like, when she was a nobody. Yeah. Well, I guess I'm sure more people than you would think a lot of people have clothes in storage she calls it an archive and you know if she wore a dolce dress 15 years ago like she was gonna like what what else are you gonna do with it and then she wore that to uh courtney's wedding did you see that was that a dress she had already worn what she posted to instagram it was a dress that she wore like when she was like kim k you know back in the day look look, the black lace the black lace dress she wore she purchased at bergdorf goodman in 2011 and wore it to the glamour awards when she was just... But hers was long sleeve. Then she added this vitamins dress she had in her closet. Oh, my God. To make it look like for more of a layered look. Oh, I never would have guessed. Isn't that an interesting factoid that I'm so glad that she shared with us? Yeah, that is really interesting. And that was actually really good styling on her part. But why is she acting like she doesn't know how to put an outfit together? She was a stylist first and foremost. No, I know. And, like, I, I do give a lot of... Like, she does, and I agree that, like, a lot of her style is from Kanye. Yes. And it's easy to become so dependent. When you don't have to think about something for years because somebody is doing it better and they're, they're there to support you, like, totally, I understand becoming codependent, but it's like, girl, remember who the fuck you are. Yeah, I, it's feeling like it's just a storyline. I don't, maybe it's a thought that she had, like, oh, who is my style post-Kanye, post-Yeezy? Like, what's just, which designers am I going to partner with? But this whole, like, journey that she's on, it's a little inauthentic considering she's always been a fashion girly. Mm-hmm. That's how she got her start. She was Paris's stylist. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you seeing around town that you like? You have a clothing line. Like, 
Yeah, it's weird. We're every day. And also, speaking of beeline plots, Chris and Kylie going to the grocery store and getting a car wash was giving Keeping Up With The Kardashians on E. It was, but considering we don't get a lot of Kylie and I, I'm like pregnant Kylie, I just like love so dearly. I'm not complaining. No, and they were like being funny in the grocery store, but like it was like a little silly. No, it, it was silliness. Filler. Because nobody told Chris yet that they're not doing that shit anymore. Right, like we're back to basics. Like we're being, we're giving substance. Right, we're just in the car having whatever conversation we would have had. Not yeah. like gimmicks, let's go to the grocery store. Was Kendall in this episode? Yes, yes. Uh, Vogue. Oh, that was crazy. I didn't know where that conversation was going with Chris and Kim during Kim's Balenciaga shoot. And I was just, like, not expecting it to go there. And I actually had a lot of respect for Kendall. Like, Yeah, at one point I thought she was, like, going to cry. But then she was like, I don't have an upset bone in my body. And I can't imagine why she would. This girl has covered every cover. There's no runway that is closed to her. Mm -hmm. What's one less American Vogue cover? No, it's so true. And, like, they all are, like, they are doing what they're doing because of the trail that Kim blazed so you Uh, have to give reverence and even if she in her heart of hearts is upset at least she knows well enough to not not to say it be upset because there's nothing to be upset about you've been on the cover of American Vogue the fact that it's between you and your sister just shows how much you guys dominate the industry Mm -hmm. like it's many blessings on your head and I liked getting a little sneak peek of Kim's Vogue shoot and like Anna on FaceTime okay I just want to say they they juxtapose like her Vogue shoot with her like coming out of her fashion sense she styled herself and I don't remember like what I said or how I felt about the cover at the time and the looks but like it wasn't for me I liked the cover with that like structure li- the cover came out nice no but when but she when was in she, all those outfits she was in all those outfits and the voiceover is like I'm finally picking the things that I love and I'm like that I'm, orange dress with the cutouts was like it was giving like Fashion Nova. Which dress? Not the Versace one no it was an orange pins. dress no 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 that no. was gorgeous it had like cutouts it was all the way to the floor there was just a lot that was just not for me. Yeah, but it's nice how Kim, not like, even me. though Kim literally runs the world, like, she has so much respect for Vogue and, like, Anna, and it's nice, even though, like, she doesn't have to. Yeah, and then she apologized to the family for Kanye. Oh, that was interesting. And, you know, I wish she, like, had went into slightly more detail. Uh, what I was referencing or thinking about was, you know, when he would go on those tweets and he would say, like, too. stuff about Chris and the family and even, like, I feel like when he did, like, a Charlemagne interview... He didn't have, like, he didn't, I don't recall anything, like, overtly negative, but he just, like, was always kind of trashing the family. Yeah, like, blowing up. Though. And so that's, you know, probably was frustrating for her in a weird place to be in, like, as a wife and a mother and a sister and a daughter. But, like, he uplifted the family. He from, legitimized them. Like, they were just, you know, your average reality star, so popular But, but he, not, like, well-respected. Yeah, and where they are now is in large part Agreed. it's in everyone's part and everyone has done their part and they made b- great businesses but they t- he took them to a level that they never even thought that they could be at no it's true so it's like i guess part of that is like you have to deal with his wrath but like going you're right i wasn't sure what she was referring to but i figured it was like the tweets and like lyrics and stuff but i don't know it's like he could have legitimized them and also not trash them you know yes but I understand why at the time, maybe. It's just, it's not like he was just trashing them. Like, they're liter- they're sitting around that table and, like, having this conversation in this house. Like, because yeah. Yeah. a lot of what, like, he did. Yeah. So, I, I think that. Though, you know, like, I love them and they work hard and, and they deserve every, like, 
but he did, I even remember because like at post Chris Humphreys was it was like, dark it was a dark time yeah for them and for the fans yeah. too because it was like that was not good that was no bueno no we really felt like our like time was wasted and 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 they had like cut and paste some scenes in keeping up with the Kardashians mm-hmm. to make Kim look better and like we knew that it was like edited and we just felt like used used much like Chris yeah that was like not a good time you're right so like it could have gone in a different direction yeah and he really came through yeah I mean you can see it like as her being her being his plus one to the Met Gala and then literally as of this year like owning the Met Gala like you don't get there by chance right so that's what just what I thought about it but it was nice that she apologized to her family and I just wish they can all get along because I love everyone yeah and Kim doing her own contracts now like queen queen um so yeah it was a good episode and then she posted this week I didn't want to make it a story but like she was PDA with Pete on Instagram this weekend that was um that was a lot that was overwhelming for sure yeah no it's it's here and it's crazy they're so public we know they're dating but every time they post something like that like it's shocked to the system again it's so it's so crazy like when he kissed her like I was not okay yeah yeah and they're in London now unsure what for people are speculating you know it is the queen's platinum jubilee Hopefully, the queen is a Kardashian stan as well. But Taylor um, is also in London. Do you think she's for the Jubilee? I feel like she could be. Yeah. More so than Kim. hundred. I thought the same thing. Because they're having like all these performances. Yeah, and she's a performer and her husband, boyfriend, fiance is British. is British. And you know she loves a London boy. I enjoy nights in Brixton. Shortage in the afternoon. Right, she could be singing that. Yeah. She should be. London girl, though, for the queen. She's a London girl. You know girly. I love a London girl. 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 I fancy you. So yeah, that is your catch up on all things TV, pop culture, and us. Us. Anything else? No. Uh, Redheads drops on Thursday. So if you read the book, submit your questions to the Redheads Book Club at gmail.com. It's going to be a great episode. And it's never too late to become a redhead. And I do think that this is the book you should start with because it's a crowd pleaser, for sure, written by Dolly Parton and James Patterson. Iconic. My first James Patterson book. I know. How do you feel? It was really good. I, I can see, I can really see the James and the Dolly of it in the book. I it was that. great. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, so that's our show. Thank you so much for listening to The Morning Toast, The Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe now. And give us video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us, The Morning Toast, and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. Hope you guys have an incredible, incredible day. And we'll incredible. S- we'll see you tomorrow for Hump Day. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.